What is going on? What is up this morning? This is still the, the day that the Lord has made. And want to rejoice and be glad therein. The devil was mad, but I'm so glad he missed the soul that he he, he, he thought he had. <laughs> That's right, he thought he had you. He thought he had you for life. He thought he had you for good. And then after you got saved, he did some more stuff and thought he had you again. But you persevered. You came out. You decide to start praying again, fasting again, seeking the Lord again, doing the things that um, God has ordained you to do. And so we just thank God for everything that he's done and what he's still doing because he is awesome. He is all powerful and he has all power in his hand. Did you know that he has all power in his hand? I'm not talking about some power. I'm not talking about a little power. I'm not talking about, well, he, he may be able to do this, so he, he may be able to do that. No, I'm talking about all power is locked off in his hands, and he has all power to deliver and set free and do different things for you. He's able to regulate your mind. He's able to fix your past. He's able to bless you in your present. He's able to secure your future. He just God and God all by himself. And that's nothing nobody else can do about it. Yeah, that's nothing you can do about it. That's nothing I can do about it. That's nothing the president can do about it. That's nothing no one can do about it. He's going to stay God. He's going to remain God. He's going to keep being God. He's going to be God until... Oh, bullshit. Oh, can't everybody out there go to that No matter who comes, who goes, no matter who likes you or don't like you, he still is going to be God. It's awesome how the opinions of other people don't stop him from being God. It's awesome how the uh, 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 people who proclaim that they are somebody don't stop him from being who he is. It's awesome how, the, glory to God, no matter what anybody says about him, no matter what anybody does, no matter what, how many jokes are out there, no matter what's going on, he's still God. <laughs> the sun still rises and shines on him. Oh, my God. In here. So we just want to give him the praise, the glory, and the honor due to his name because he's good. Listen, God, give God a hand praise. Give, just, give, just give him a hand praise. Give him a shout. Give him a dance. This is the weekend, baby. Give him a, a Shabbat or something. Come on now. Do something for the Lord. Just let him know. Give him a wave offering. Just let him know that you appreciate him, that you're, you're still here, that you still want to worship with him and still want to bless his name. And just just do something. Um, glory to God. Um, my God, right now, reach up and, and touch the sky right now and say, Lord, bless me. Reach up and touch the hem of his garment. And say, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I've been going through something for years. But today I need you to bless me. Today I need you to heal me and deliver me. Today I need you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's working in us. And watch God move. And I do believe it's going to move. I do believe it's going to change your life. I do believe it's going to change your situation. And I do believe it's going to set you on a different path. I do believe there's blessings coming your way. I do believe, glory to God, blessings that you didn't know about, blessings that you never heard of before, blessings that you didn't think you can receive, blessings in the name of Jesus that you probably wasn't even looking for. I do believe right now the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth has some things for you, and he is not done with you yet. No, 
he that begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I do believe that he's still working and, and still interceding and, and still got some things that he wants to do for you and still got some ways that he want to make for you and some, some ways out of your present circumstance. I do believe he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So that's why you ought to give him a praise. Not that we need a reason. Not that we need anything else, but him sending his son, Jesus Christ, to down the cross just is enough. Not that we need an excuse to praise the Lord. No, we can just praise the Lord just off the fact that he's God and God all by himself. <laughs> but if you need some extra sniff, though, then we got that for you, too. God bless you and keep you. Listen, we've been in the book of Mark chapter, the book of Mark, that we've been blessing the Lord and we've really been seeking out the Lord in the book of Mark. And we want to continue on in in that, if you don't mind. I want you to go to the book of Mark, chapter 6. And I want to show you something real quick. Uh, I'm going to read some scriptures. But I want to show you um, about, about some time ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe about a week and a half ago. I'm not sure. We were speaking on situationships. And we were speaking on relationships complicated relationships that we get you can get yourself involved in and I, and I found I was reading this morning and I found another situationship involving some other people that were not of the faith they were in the world and their situationship um really is a doozy I'll put it that way <laughs> Because this is actually a situationship, a complicated relationship in the Bible that I actually forgot about. But um, as I was reading this morning, it really uh, stuck out to me how this thing that they were going through in it violently. Because, listen, when, when you get to speaking out against sin or you get to speaking out against certain things, if it hits that person wrong, I'll put it that way, then that person can respond violently toward you. I mean, if you know somebody, say somebody was sleeping around with somebody else's wife, and you say to them, hey man, that's not good, y'all shouldn't be doing that. When you interject yourself sometimes and, and things like that, people, you know, they may get upset. They may respond in a violent way and you're gonna see that happen because people will hold grudges you see one of the things about light and darkness the darkness hateth the light and neither comes to it some people despise you right now for living your life in a in a holy manner they will they will despise that and, and you're not even necessarily even a Christian. You may just be living your life to morally correct. You may, hey, you may be saying, hey, no, I'm not involved in that. I don't want to be involved. Nope, I don't want that woman's husband. No, I don't want his wife. No, I'm good. I don't, no, I'm not trying to sit I'm looking for, and you, you're not even a Christian. You just, this is just something morally that you do. Did you know that people would despise you for living your life in a certain way? People would despise you for living your life um, in a holy manner, I just put it in a holy manner in a righteous way because in a moral character of what people would despise that 
people don't like that because to them, for some reason, they think it makes them look bad. <laughs> because here they are doing whatever it is they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it, you know, and and doing it, you know, no have no morals, have no character, just just gone, just just living their life however they want to live it, and that's it's what it is. If it's your life, then go ahead on. But if you're giving your life to Christ, you know, of course, we want to live in a certain way. Now, but also there's people out there who've not neither given themselves to Christ, but they're neither um, saying that they're um, bad people. They just morally want to do things a certain way. It's just a certain way. Some people have been raised. Some people just wouldn't raise uh, no, the, the things that we do in our life. Some people wasn't even raised that way. Some people were raised different. Some people were raised with morals, character respect some people go around saying please and thank you <laughs> because that's how they was raised some people go around helping folks because that's how it's raised and it really you know it, it, it's not necessarily that they are Christian or that they follow for followers of Christ <laughs> they just um God bullshit get about they just people in the name of Jesus who live their lives based off how they were raised. They're, those type people right now are being despised on the job. They're being despised in their homes. And they're being despised um, in the church. They're being despised by folks in the world. And when you see folks like that, all of a sudden now you are intimidated or you feel some type of way when that person comes into in, into the room or into your life because you feel like ah bullshit hear that by you feel like in the name of Jesus that they think that they're better than you and they don't think that they're better than you at all they just was raised a certain way <laughs> and so people all of a sudden they want to harm folks they want to harm you for following that which is good. My God, hey God, can, can we go deeper? Look, look at look at look at Mark chapter six. I want to show you something. Let me, let me give you some background. Let's lead up to what we're getting ready to talk about. Let's lead up to this thing that's really gonna make freak you out. Watch what happened. It says Mark chapter six, around verse one. And it says, and he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. Now, this is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then when he says going to his own country, that's where he was raised at. He's getting ready to go to where he was raised at. He's getting ready to go to where he, where people know him. And they don't just, they don't know him as a Savior and Lord. They don't know him as the man that was changing water to wine. They don't know him as the man that was uh, walking on top of water. They don't know him as the man who would just heal the one with the issue of blood and and healing this man's daughter. They don't know about all that. They they don't they may know about it, but they don't know him as that. They know him as when he was a little boy. They know him when he was, you know, glory to God. They know him coming up. They know his mom. They they, they know this is Mary's son right here. This is Joseph's son. When people, when you when you go back to try to minister in lands and in areas that you grew up in. And when folks decide that they know you, oftentimes them folks, they don't want to hear you when it comes to the word of God. 
Because they're like, well, we know you when you was hanging out with this one. We know you when you was hanging out at the at the trap house. We know you when you was hanging, when you was selling, you was doing it. And everybody knows you how you used to be, but nobody wants to know you how you are right now. That's why it's always important to keep growing and evolving in the word of the Lord. So that people won't be saying, well, what is it to this God you're serving? Because when you, before you got saved, you was acting this way. And after you got saved, you was acting this way. That's why it was always important just to evolve and keep growing. This is where Jesus grew up. Some of you, right now, you still stay in cities that you grew up in. Some of you have ministries and you still stay in the same place. That you got uh, that you grew up in, you started a ministry with a place where you grew up at, and folks don't want to respect it because they're saying, "Well, we, we know him. We went to high school with him." Hallelujah! Let me show you what I'm talking. About. Let's keep going. And he, when he, and when the seventh day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him were astonished. Wait a minute. Hold on. He was teaching in their synagogues. And when he was teaching, people were astonished. Astonished meaning they were shocked. They were amazed. They were tripping. <laughs> they flipped out. Yes, Lord. But let's read what they're flipping out about. Saying, from which have this man this wisdom? From which have this man this things? And by what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. They, they, they was astonished by it. They, they, they questioned. They said, how, how did he have this wisdom? Where did it come from? Because we know. When we see him and watch him grow up. We know he ain't been to the seminaries. We know he ain't been to the colleges. Why? How does he have this wisdom? We, and mighty works are done by his hand. What makes him so special? That's what folks going to be saying about you. They're going to say, well, ain't that what you call the son? Ain't that, a, ain't, ain't that boy over there? When he, didn't he used to be on the track team? I know he ain't get, I know he ain't get no scholarship because when I was growing up, he was growing I know he ain't went to school. I know, how does he have this wisdom? How is money works being done by his hands? Watch what happened. It's not, and watch this, watch, I told you, watch this, verse 3. I told you where he was at. Well, it's not this the carpenter. Watch this, this is chapter 6, Mark, and they begin to ask, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Hoseas and Judah and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended in him. This family got offended in him because they began to question and they begin to clown, and they begin to make a big scene, and they begin to talk about, hey, wait a minute, this can't be happening now. Ain't this Jesus? Ain't this the carpenter's son? <laughs> this is the carpenter, right? All his brothers and sisters are with, are with us right now. They ain't, they ain't talking like him. You hear me? They not they not laying hands on folk. They ain't healing nobody. They ain't going around saying he's who he says in Christ. Just they brother. He talking about he the son of God. Now you gotta 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 imagine. You got a brother going around. Jesus is your brother. You got a brother going around, right? He talking about he the son of God. 
He talking about he the bread of life. He said all these things, right? And you got to imagine, they like, wait a minute. They, they might be getting embarrassed. Because people probably will whisper to them and say, hey, man, what's wrong with your brother? You didn't know that Jesus Christ had other brothers and sisters, did you? <laughs> now, Jesus Christ, Habosheke, was born of a virgin Mary. And Mary was overshadowed. I mean, I may have to go there because some folks don't believe that. And Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And that's how she got pregnant. She was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. But after that, after she had her, had her firstborn Jesus, she began to have babies now by her husband, Joseph. And Jesus had brothers and sisters. Can you imagine now, growing up in that household, and his, and his brothers and sisters probably look at him like, what makes him so special? <laughs> and now, he comes in his adulthood, his ministry is full-fledged, he's out here doing his ministry, he's preaching and teaching, and now, you got his brothers and sisters, now the people talking to them probably now saying, hey, what's wrong with your brother? How come he's so special? How come he's different than you guys? He said he's the son of God. He's saying he's going to destroy this temple and raise it up again. He said all kind of things. What's going on with him? Talk to your brother. Can you imagine starting your ministry in the place that you grew up? And you may have brothers and sisters, uh, relatives, and, what, and you, you preaching and teaching. And then say, and, and, and people put in your coattails and say, hey, what's wrong with your sister? What's wrong with your brother? Why is he always preaching? Why is he always teaching? What's going on? You ain't, you, uh, was you raised like that? Uh, why come you ain't doing it? What, uh, what's going on with him? What happened in that household? What? They were asking questions saying, is this not the carpenter's son? <laughs> is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James, Hosea's and Judah and Simon and are not his sisters with us? And they were offended. Their family was offended. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor. But in his own country, Jesus said a prophet, he said a prophet always got honor. But except in some places, he doesn't. Let me show you where a prophet doesn't have honor at. But he, he says, he, a prophet doesn't have honor in his own country. He said, no, he doesn't have honor there. And he, a matter of fact, a prophet doesn't have honor amongst his own kin. And here go the big one. And a prophet doesn't have honor in his own house. Whoa. People more likely to hear the word of God from somebody they don't know. Rather than somebody they grew up with. Rather than your own country. In your own home amongst your own kin. <laughs> Even though you can tell them the word of God. Even though you can tell them, hey, I know y'all going to the church today, but them people ain't right. Yeah, don't do that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You might want to find you somewhere else. Yeah. Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Years later, boom, boom. Not there no more. Boom, not there no more. Boom, not over no A prophet doesn't have honor amongst his own kin, in his own home, and in his own land. But let us go deeper because I'm trying to get to that situation ship. That's what you want, right? You said when we're going to get to the good part. You told me, preacher, there's going to be a situation ship. Don't trust me. It's coming. 
It's coming. A complicated relationship is coming. A situationship is coming. Come on now. You think I'm playing games? Let's, 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 let's keep going. And he could not there do nobody work. He couldn't do nobody work in there. He was all over the place though. He was he was he was everywhere. He was all over the place healing uh, blinded eyes. He was he was going places. And women with issues of blood. People getting raised from the dead. Folks getting healed from uh, from different diseases. Uh, he was teaching doctors. He was walking on top of waters. Um, he was doing all kind of stuff uh, everywhere else. But when he got back to his own house in his own country, he could dare do no money work. Save that he laid his hands on a, upon a few sick folks and healed them. Laid his hands on a few sick folk, though. Some, somebody got it, got it in. Somebody said, I don't care who he is. I don't care if I grew up with him. Somebody must have cared. I don't care if I grew up with him. I don't care if I played baseball with him. I don't care if I played uh, marbles with him. I don't care who he is. I don't listen. I don't know. I don't know if this change don't happen. All I know is that power of God is in him, and I need some healing. And if he can do it, then there's somebody must decide I'm, uh, that's what's gonna happen. But everybody else, he hit there to do my work. Now watch what happened. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about around about the villages teaching. He marveled at their unbelief. Don't let God marvel at your unbelief now. Don't let him be shocked now. If I'm gonna shock God, I don't want him to be that kind of that kind of way. Oh no, buddy, what, what else happened? And he called unto him the twelve, and he began to send them forth two by two. Now his disciples, look what he did. And he gave them power over unclean spirits. Wait a minute. He's given his disciples now the same power he got, because. Um, a lot of his disciples, they, they wasn't raised when he was raised there. So he gave them power then over unclean spirits. And he told them to command them that they to take nothing for their journey, but save a staff only. And no script, no bread, no money in their purse. But he showed with sandals and put on two coats. And he said unto them, In what place soever you enter into a house, there abide till you depart from that place. He's sending his disciples two by two. I mean, two of them apiece. They're going out with power in their hands over unclean spirits. When you go out to minister, make sure you take somebody with you. Don't try to do it by yourself. Get, get somebody to go out there with you. Some backup or something. Don't do this thing by yourself. And he said unto them, In what place of you enter in the house there abide till you depart from that place? And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. For I say unto you, it should be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Lord, have mercy. You remember Sodom and Gomorrah, don't you? I guess you can say there was some complicated relationships out in that spot because there was a lot of different things going on. <laughs> the city was destroyed. Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back. Different things going on and whatnot. Read that in your spare time. We got to get to this complicated relationship. And they, and they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed many with oil and many that were sick and healed them. That's the disciples went out and did that. That's what we need to be started doing. You have been anointed with power over unclean spirits. Did you know that the enemy 
has no power over you. And that you have been anointed with the power over unclean spirits. Can I tell you the danger in preaching the gospel? When you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you start preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, can I tell you what's getting ready to happen? You're going to suffer some persecution now. Here go the persecution Jesus is suffering right now. His own family was offended. Now that's some hurt that you can't really understand unless you've been in it. When, you don't, when your own family forsake you. I'll call bullshit, kid, about Are you willing to suffer for the name of the Lord? But he sent them out two by two with the power of the Holy Spirit of God. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. And they were casting out devils. My God. They were healing the sick. My God. But watch, but watch this. And watch this. Watch this. We're getting closer to this complicated relationship. I'm going to let you go in a minute. But let's, let, let, let's go deeper. And, the, and King Herod heard of him. For his name was spread abroad. Now the King Herod heard of him. Heard of who? Heard of Jesus. Because his name was spread abroad. People heard him off again. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. Therefore, my works would do sure themselves in him. He thought that Jesus was John the Baptist. And he thought John the Baptist has been risen from the dead. Because around this time, John the Baptist had passed away. <laughs> but why and how? <laughs> how did John the Baptist die? Because John the Baptist was the one... The prophet and the one that first proclaimed Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. John the Baptist, he the first one that said, Behold, the Lamb of God which take away the sins of the world. John the Baptist, the one that first proclaimed Christ. What happened to him, though? Well, let's keep going. Others said that it is Elijah. Now, people had all kind of stuff out there about who Jesus was and is. They said, well, this got to be Elijah. Others said... That it is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, "It is John, whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead." Oh, that's what happened to John the Baptist. King Herod beheaded him. But why? What happened? Why did King Herod behead John the Baptist? Well, let's keep going. Let's, let's keep going. Deeper. Therefore. Um, I hear, come on, shake it. Look at verse 18. For John has said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Whoa. That's what happened, huh? <laughs> John the Baptist told King Herod, Hey, man, it's not right for you to, you know, have your brother's wife. King Herod was sleeping with his brother's wife. Talk about a complicated relationship. Talk about a situationship. He took <laughs> his brother's wife, slept with her. Isn't perversion? A sick, twisted thing. When you get involved in perversion, lust, covetousness, 
when you get involved in all that, you don't care whose wife it is. Well, that's, ain't that your daddy's wife? Ain't that your, what, what the hell's going on? Ain't that your um, brother's wife? What is, uh, ain't that your sister's husband, girl? What y'all, where y'all at? Y'all in, okay, what, what the, John the Baptist had testified and told him, hey man, you can't be, you shouldn't have your brother's wife like that. It's, that ain't right. That's not lawful. But is that, that is but is that why John the Baptist got beheaded? Let's go deeper. Let's find out. <laughs> Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him. Who was Herodias? Well, Herodias is <laughs> Herod's a mistress or wife or the uh, the one that John the Baptist is talking about. Herodias is the wife that that um, John the Baptist is telling King Herod he shouldn't have. But she. She got upset. King Herod didn't really get that upset. But the woman that left one brother to be with the other brother has gotten upset. Who? Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him. She held a grudge against him. And when her killed him, but she could not. She wanted to kill John the Baptist at that time when he said that, but she couldn't do it. Why not? For Herod feared John. Wait a minute. King Herod, he reverenced. He feared John, knowing that he was a just man and a holy, and observed him. And when he had heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Listen, King Herod loved to hear the word from John the Baptist. He loved his ministry. Sometimes you can love somebody's ministry and still be caught up in a mess. I can hear you preaching about leave that woman alone. I ain't going to leave her alone, but I'm, I love to hear you. He loved John the Baptist's ministry. That's why he didn't do nothing to him when he said, you know, you shouldn't have. Perhaps King Herod was working up to leaving the woman alone. Sometimes you, have, sometimes you just can't leave somebody alone just like that. <laughs> Sometimes you may have to work up to it. It may take you some years, but you, can, you may get your nerve up or uh, get, get something, you know what I mean? Maybe he was working up to it. Maybe that's why he wrote it was, was kind of upset because he said she didn't, she didn't want that planet in, you know, King Herod's head to leave her alone. But she was upset. But King Herod, he reverenced, he feared John the Baptist. He loved the ministry. And watch this now. But watch this what happened. And when a convenient day was come, the hero on his birthday made a supper to his lords and his high captains and chief of state of the Galilee. When the daughter of the, the said Herodias came in. Now, Herodias got a daughter. And I'm, let me just put, bring it up to date. Her daughter is fine like she is. I'll put it up to date because, no, her daughter is just as fine as she is. Okay? Because ain't nobody going around taking their brother's wife from them or ain't nobody going around sleeping with their brother's wives or ain't nobody going around doing anything with somebody with somebody that who who's who who they don't think is fine no no they you do something like that because you're like whoa whoa my god well look at that over there yeah that's what's going on right now and when the daughter of the said herodias came in and danced now she don't dance before herod and watch this and please herod that he sat that then them that sat with him now understand the king herod got a little lust problem and he got a little perversion problem 
because not only is he now he already don't took the, the the his brother's wife he already got the brother's wife but now he's looking at the daughter and he's like oh my god I told you it was it was a complicated thing going on right here and I, and while she, and she pleased the king so he loved the way she danced so good that he said what do you want I will give you even half of my kingdom just tell me what you want that's how perversion works and he swore unto her whatsoever thou shalt ask of me I will give it thee into the half of my kingdom watch verse 24 and then I gotta leave you long I gotta go and when she went forth and said unto her mother what shall I ask cause she didn't know she's a young girl she don't know what to ask for she you know just a young girl so she went back and asked her mother well what do you want what should I ask for and listen at this holding the grudge vindictive woman <laughs> that was upset still that John the Baptist cause he testified against her she said I want the head you go back and tell him give you the head of John the Baptist in other words she's saying I want John the Baptist beheaded and so the damsel went back and told King Herod, I want the head of John the Baptist. And the king was upset. He was very sorry for, but because he had spoken oath and nobody wants to go back on their word. He had John the Baptist executed. All because of a complicated situationship. That he had gotten himself involved in with his brother's wife. Situationships, complicationships, don't always end with a happy ending. Sometimes somebody has to pay the price. My God, get you some self control. Get you some self-control. And let God lead you by his spirit. Much love and respect. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. You didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? <laughs> Keep praying.